and welcome back to another episode of The Growth Club. In this episode, I am going to be diving into how to break free from the five-figure jail so that we can step into creating six figures and beyond. Now that I'm thinking back to when I was making only five figures a year, I was in a constant state of feeling uncomfortable. I guess that would be the best way to describe it because I couldn't get the things that I wanted. I was in this state of conserving, almost like I was budgeting as opposed to feeling boundless and open. And every time that I need to spend a significant amount on something, I would feel this knot in my stomach and it would not be a good feeling. You would just feel tight and uncomfortable. On the other hand, when I started making six figures, I noticed that my attitude completely, completely shifted. I actually saw this guy recently on TikTok state that when you're rich, it feels like everything is free. And... (laughs) That is a feeling that I've completely forgotten and I would not have phrased it like that, but that's actually the perfect way to describe it because I no longer started checking the price tags to any items that I was buying. I just assumed I would be able to afford it. You don't worry about little costs. You just put it in your basket and then you go check out. And when you're checking out and the number comes up, you don't blink an eyelash. You don't fret at all. Your state completely changes into feeling more giving, so you're okay with spending more and you're not worried about it. So there were no knots when it came time to check out. And there's this ease when it comes to transactions. You're no longer worried, the knots are gone, and you don't feel uncomfortable about it at all. And it's so funny because your mind completely switches and this becomes your new equilibrium. And this is great because this is now your new baseline to grow from. And honestly, this was probably one of the most amazing feelings that I experienced previously. So it is something that I very much would like you to experience because I know having knots in your stomach when you want to invest in your business or when you need to invest in anything else is not a good feeling at all. So I very much would like you to get to a position where you feel that sense of ease as well when it comes to transactions. So let's start diving into the episode and make sure that your business is also set up in a way that you have no cap or threshold on how much you can make so that you can actually hit that six figure mark and go beyond into seven figures and more if you want. Because one of the things you'll find when you're moving from five figures to six figures and even to seven figures is that the bottleneck is often to do with the systems and the frameworks that you have within your business that is withholding from you being able to scale. So how I was able to so quickly scale from five figures to six and now aiming into hitting the seven figures a year is that I came to the realization that I couldn't break through my ceiling of what I was making if I kept providing services only. So for me, my services range from doing marketing management and fractional CMO work For others, service work could be social media management or UGC creation, event styling and catering, photography and web design. These are all different types of services. And a quick side note here, I guess one of the things that kind of boosted my motivation and my reasoning as to how I scaled so quickly was also the fact that, call me a control freak, but I don't like relying on client work as If one of them drops out, that is a whole chunk of my income gone. And 
Additional to this, I personally love being an entrepreneur and CEO. I like being in control of every outcome. Now, that doesn't mean that you go ahead and micromanage your team and you're being annoying. That's not what I mean. But it does give you the option to make the final decision and for the control to be in your hands, not in the hands of your clients. Because I very much enjoy running my business, how I want to run it and when I want to run it as well. So this meant two things for me. To scale a service-based business, I would have to either create an agency or implement digital programs. To create an agency and keep making more money, I would essentially have to hire more so that I have little management teams and within the teams, they manage a particular client. So that meant I would have to do more hires. I would have to do more management. There would be more clients, meaning more client expectations. And this would also mean I would have more meetings. Now, another option I had is to go into digital programs. So creating digital programs would then allow me to scale my income, make minimal hires. Honestly, at the beginning, you can really do it on your own. And then obviously, as you're scaling, you can make more hires. But me and my team work quite asynchronously. We have minimal meetings only to quickly go over something that might be easier to communicate over huddling over Slack, which is a voice chat. Aside from that, we all like to work in our own time. And then also with digital programs, I could have zero clients if I want to. So I don't have to have any client elements within the business. But of course, if you want to, you can incorporate this as well. I personally input a little bit of a hybrid model so that I can provide further help to any students who need it. But this is something that's also in control, which is another benefit. I have full control in my business. And this actually leads me to my last point. Because digital programs can be fully digital, you have complete location freedom as well. So if you want to shut operations down and you want to head to a different country, you can. If you want to reach audiences in a different country, you are more than able to do that as well. It just provides that extra flexibility. And when you want to go offline, you can. And when you want to come back online, you of course can as well. Now, before I dive further into the benefits of digital programs, let's actually look at some of the different types of programs and products that you can set up and also look into how much you can charge. And I will start off with the lowest price offer. These usually come in the form of an ebook. So ebooks tend to be easier to create, but they're also less profitable because you can only charge a specific amount. That is also because people don't take ebooks too seriously as it's not as interactive. So you also can't charge too much for that exact reason. They usually sit below about $100 or less. And I would say majority of them might even sit around $50 or less. Then there are the masterclasses, the webinars, or the workshops. I've grouped them together because how they function is a little bit similar. So you can charge a little bit more for this as they're usually a little bit more interactive. This also means that it's a little bit more difficult for you to create. You'll have to do a little bit more planning. But in terms of the length, they're usually not too long. Because if you imagine a masterclass, you can't sit there for the whole day. It's usually an hour, possibly a few But also because they tend to have video components and it is more visual and interactive, 
it is more easy for students to learn and consume this content. So these can cost anywhere between $100, about $200. That is average. But again, these are just common ballmark figures. This does not mean this is the only range that you can charge. Okay, now next are courses. These are the most informative as they usually provide a full transformation. So they get students to go from A to Z and have full step-by-step guidelines. And these can take weeks to months for students to complete. And that also means it can take weeks to months to create as well. So this is more of an investment for you as well as your students. But this also does mean that you can charge anywhere from a couple of hundred dollars to thousands to even $10,000 if you are providing your audience a lot more of your time within the program through extra Q&As and also one-on-one sessions within the course itself, you can charge extremely high prices. So now that we've gone into the different types of digital programs and products that you can create, let's get into the benefits of these digital programs and also what steps you can take to get there. So one of the significant benefits of digital programs is the income scalability, because unlike one-on-one consulting or one-on-one services such as coaching or management, digital courses allows you to reach a larger audience and generate more revenue without it requiring more time. Think of it like group coaching, but there is no limit on how many people can sign up per session, right? And on top of that, you can make sure that they're receiving detailed information as you go over the learning material, as they can reference this material as many times as they need. And you can also incorporate those one-on-one sessions that I was talking about within your digital programs, perhaps through VIP offers or even specific Q&A times within your digital program. Now, the next benefit would be the lifestyle freedom that it provides. The fact that you really only have to create these programs once and then you can just modify it down the track when it needs an update. This also means that you get a lot of time back because you're saving the time that you would teach individual people one on one. Because instead, if you think back to that group coaching that I was talking about, imagine you had to teach every single person with those unlimited signups to that session one on one. That would take a huge amount of time. It would honestly be absolutely insane. So the fact that you can just do the work once, then you can sell this to as many people as you want if you have the right content strategy in place, means you get so much more of your time back. And that is time that you can allocate to better investing in your business to actually grow it further. Or of course, (laughs) you can spend it on something that you would like to enjoy. Speaking of time, you're actually able to set up passive funnels in digital courses specifically so that you can be even more hands off and the business can run mostly without you needing to input too, too much. So digital programs also offer this powerful marketing and automation capability so that with the right strategy in place, you can leverage various online platforms and tools to promote your course effectively such as social media, email marketing, and SEO, as well as paid advertising, if you would like to do that as well. And these can drive traffic and conversions 
passively, like I mentioned, so that your business is operating mostly without you freeing up your time and your energy so that you can spend that time on other essential tasks or personal enjoyment. Now let's get into how to actually implement digital programs within your business so that you can scale and also experience these benefits as well. I personally like to focus on digital courses just because I want to be providing as much as possible and taking students from A to Z step by step so they have a clear guideline and experience that whole transformation so that if they complete all the steps, where they were from A to Z is drastically different. And on top of that, I like guiding my students a little bit more closely so that if they fall off track, I can help them come back and work through any specific blocks or questions that they have that are stumping them in their process. So the first thing you need to do is pick out a skill set that you already have. For me, this was marketing, but of course for you, it doesn't have to be anything like that. It can be drawing. It can be notion scheduling. I've seen so many courses on notion scheduling and they do extremely well. So you'd be surprised. (laughs) Um, It can be photography or web design, knitting. It can really be any skill set that you have, which you may not think is very important or very difficult to do because it comes very naturally to you. But for others, it can be something quite knowledgeable because it's foreign to them and it's something they're willing to invest in and also learn about as long as you're producing the right content around it. So this skill set that you have will become the topic that you create your digital program around. Now, remember how I was talking about creating suitable content? So you need to create social media posts around this topic that you've selected to help build an audience that is based around the product that you are going to sell in the near future. So this not only ensures that the people that are following you have the potential to possibly buy your products, But this also means that you're warming up your audience for a launch period down the track. Next, you then create a free product or a lead magnet. So these are opt-ins which people can sign up for so they can download something from you that is informative, that will help your audience learn a little bit more about the topic you're talking about in exchange for their first name and email. Now, this is something that a lot of people skip, which is extremely, extremely important, but Once you have a large enough audience that has been funneled into your email list, you can then do pre-sales. So this is something I teach specifically, but you do this to make sure that your messaging is correct and that also your product is actually something that will be profitable. You do not go ahead and create your course right from the beginning. So once you get some pre-sales, so you're already making some revenue, you then go ahead and create the course content. This is going to basically ensure that your course is profitable and it is direct validation from your audience, letting you know that you are going to have a great launch. So whilst you're creating, you keep growing your audience and producing content, and this will grow your list so that by the time you launch, you can most definitely have a profitable launch. That step is so important, being able to do pre-sales and people often skip over that and they put in so much work into creating their course, which is going to be a little bit of time investment. So you need to make sure that you're on the same page with your audience before you go ahead and create anything at all. If you're curious as to what steps are involved specifically in digital courses, 
Remember, I always have my links in the show notes and there will be a free checklist for you over there to download so that you know some of the more detailed steps that is involved when it comes to launching a digital course. There are a few more advanced steps that are included in the checklist over there so you can go download them to see what else you can implement if you wish. Now, if this episode was helpful or insightful, please make sure to click the follow or the plus sign so that you can get the next episode straight into your app of choice. Because this episode is actually part of a series of episodes that I've been releasing to help you go from complete scratch to building an audience and warming them up to make sure that you have a profitable online business and a profitable launch. So until then, keep building keep creating and keep striving. I'll be seeing you in the next episode very, very soon. Uh